0: Romans thirteen eight through 14 Oh, no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed the night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Whoa! Thanks be to God. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Whoa! Thanks be <laughs> I'm so to God. So excited to talk about the passage. I just. I know. I, I know. You were trying to it. skip skip right through that. So, uh, so, will we're we're here in Romans thirteen yeah. again, and you know, really, it's kind of this is kind of like a a, a social ethics chapter. Mm-hmm. We talked about the government and verses one through seven and now we're kind of getting into this relating to each other Mm -hmm. um and just just learning i I think continuing on how to be these dignified citizens that we talked about yesterday to operate in the world in our country in your community in our city with integrity with character uh and you know putting on the lord jesus christ so any any thoughts on the passage here yeah well so
1: Paul comes back to the law here, which, you know, especially in early Romans is a big topic of conversation. Right. Um, But there he's mainly talking about, he's kind of separating the law that brought sin and condemnation and then the law of the spirit, which has brought freedom and justification in Christ. But one of the, one of the ways that we can theologically like get off the tracks early in Romans is thinking like, okay, so the law doesn't matter anymore, right? Mm. But really the law of Christ frees us to live under grace and live in a way that fulfills the law of God Mm. through the power of the Spirit. Mm. And so here he's coming back to that. So like ultimately, what is the law about? Mm. It's about loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving your neighbor as yourself. Like it's yeah. it's this devotion, the, these desires that hmm. align everything in our lives. And so it, it's kind of grounding us here. Like we're talking about a life, you know, 12 and onwards, where we've kind of moved on from gospel theology to like, what is a life transformed by the gospel look like? Hmm. And we get a lot of different pictures of that. And here he's he's tying it back to the law and saying like, okay, now, we actually can love our neighbors as ourselves. Now we will fail, surely, but right. as we grow in the grace of Christ, we grow in
0: fulfilling these commandments. Right. The, the law in the Bible can be kind of a confusing thing. Yeah. It can be a very confusing thing, actually. Yeah. Uh, Jordan and Jason and I did a sermon talk back on, after Jason's sermon on the woman caught in adultery. Yeah. And we kind of touched on this whole thing of law. And so there is kind of like a a capital L law Mm -hmm. um, and that's always speaking to the Mosaic law. So it was the law given to Moses and given in his time. And so you have the 10 commandments that are kind of like a, a summary of the law. And then, and then uh, as you know, like uh, God gives more commandments that are like very, very detailed and gets down to all this nitty gritty stuff. And Jason even referenced in uh, Deuteronomy 22, uh, during that sermon, that he, you know, if a woman's caught in adultery, or or if a if two are caught in adultery, you stone them to death, and like that was part of the law, you know, something that you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus comes on the scene, and he says that I didn't come to abolish the law. It's not that I do, I. It, so he's saying like I didn't come to say the law's bad. Don't listen to the law. I'm going to do my own thing. He says I didn't come to abolish it to to put away with it. I came to fulfill it. yeah, and so Jesus is living the law perfectly. yeah, and so he fulfills the law. But then after when he fulfills the law, there's also certain things of those of us who are in Christ that I think we can call a a lowercase l law of Christ. So there's yeah. not a there's not a law of Christ in the sense that there's a mosaic law, like this real detailed laid out thing. Yeah. Uh, But there is kind of like this lowercase L law of Christ. The way of Christ. The way of Christ. And so there's a lot of things that are reiterated uh, from the the Mosaic law, actually. And some of those are are like these things, you know, don't steal, don't covet, don't murder. And so those type things, we would say like you still adhere to those things. But the way that those things are all summed up is by loving one another and i think this is what this is what paul's saying in this passage that if you love your neighbor as yourself because we we all love ourselves and actually to love oneself is a is a good and a right thing Mm -hmm. not to make self always the focus but like we do love ourselves we take care of ourselves we naturally do that and so to love our neighbor as ourself we are fulfilling this law. Like we're, it, it, it's, it's a summation of all the law yeah, and it's just summed up in one word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, and, and then the passage goes on in verse 11 and following and is just giving some very clear instruction to us about casting off the works of darkness, putting on mm. the armor of light. And so some very strong imagery there yeah. of what we're supposed to do as, as, you know, as good citizens, as those who are relating faithfully to our, to our neighbors, to those in our community, our city, whoever, um, to, to cast off the works of darkness, to put on the armor of light and to not engage in certain activities that are listed here. Yeah.
1: I kind of see three categories. So he, he lists like six, I guess, like sins and they're in couplets. So you have let us walk properly in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness.
0: One category. Not
1: in sexual immorality Second and category, Not in quarreling and jealousy. Yep. And as I was kind of looking at those, I kind of see like three tiers. So he starts with orgies and drunkenness, you know, very outright, like debaucherous. Yeah. You know, like very... Worldly and, and there's kind of no like hiding these things right? In, in a sense. And then moving forward, you have sexual immorality and sensuality. And, you know, here you still have like outright sin, but it's a lot easier to live like this sort of double faced life, you know? And I think that's like sadly a huge problem mm. in Christian circles that we run in is people right. who are at church on Sunday mm. and then – you know, like hooking up or doing whatever on Saturday night. And then finally we have quarreling and jealousy with these really more subtle. Yeah. Yeah, That can actually be like celebrated at church, you know, like, like there are churches where like a quarrelsome person will be kind of like lifted to, right. To the front of a group Hmm. of people. And so he kind of like, Progresses like from orgies, which are like
0: very blatant. We're like, oh, bad, bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. bad, right. and
1: then it it slowly like the gradient kind of sweeps across to like things that are kind of part of our
0: like daily life, a right? Lot of the times, right? No, I think that's I think that's very interesting. You know, and I think I mean these lists like, uh and this happens a number of times in the New Testament where Paul or whoever will kind of give a list of these sins that we are to to, to cast off as it says here in verse 12. But, um, you know, these lists are always good for us just to go down and say, how am I doing? How am I doing? Uh, I mean, I would surely hope that none of us in the church are are taking part in orgies, but drunkenness that may be one, like, how are you doing there? Yeah. Are you given to drunkenness? Mm -hmm. If so, come and talk to one of us, like talk, talk to a pastor. We need to work through that. The Bible is very clear that we are not to get drunk with wine. We are not to give ourselves to drunkenness, uh, sexual immorality, sensuality. These can be, you know, kind of blatant sins that are committed with another individual. Mm -hmm. These are also sins that are committed, you know, in the privacy of of our lives. And so, uh, but, but, this is these are things that are going to very much hinder our walk with the lord you Mm -hmm. cannot be a follower of jesus you cannot walk rightly with the lord and be engaging in in some of these sins and so this is why paul is saying cast off these works of darkness and then the quarreling and jealousy like you pointed out i mean those are just the more subtle but you probably know deep down in your heart like if you really think about it like do i talk to people in a way where i Am, am, you know, edifying of other people and I'm uplifting other people, I'm encouraging other people. Or do I have this kind of like insidious, you know, uh, kind of subtle way of, of communicating with people that gives way to quarreling, to divisiveness, yeah. uh, to jealousy? And if that's the case, like those that's just as serious of a sin as drunkenness or sexual immorality. It needs to be dealt with.
1: And I love where he lands it in verse 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This verse has just been such a like compelling and convicting Mm. reminder for me throughout the years of it's easy to mainly do away with a sin struggle, but kind of, you know, like, And I think we have like a picture of this in the Old Testament when they get to the promised land and drive Mm. out most of the inhabitants that God says to, Mm. but they like allow certain groups like pagan groups to remain. And it ultimately leads to the downfall of Israel and Judah. Right. And. It's just such a a great reminder to show no mercy to, to sinful desire. Show no mercy to the flesh, to put on the Lord Jesus and leave no door open for any of these things that contradict a true and abiding love of God or love for your neighbor.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's great. I don't think I can say it any better, Will. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Barrett Fisher.